and welcome to the Empire Dynasty League podcast. Been a little while between pods, but we are back again and we're raring to go as the season draws very close. I'm joined as always with Christopher Keane. How are you? Good, mate. It is good to be back. And uh, Hod, how you doing? In purple there? I am not in purple. You blokes are colorblind. I'm good. Good to be here. Let's do it. Excellent stuff. Well, plenty to get through. We will, uh, I guess, just dive straight into it because a fair bit going on in regards to news around the league. Um, Oh, yeah. As I look here and I haven't even got the news drop ready to go, there's just that much to go. So uh, here's the news. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You think that you could have enough sounds prepared on this thing, but it shows you that I just didn't have them. So anyway, I'd kick us off with some injury news around the league. Let's get the uh, the sour notes out of the way early. Um, obviously, a big one for you, Ben. J.K. Dobbins' season with the knee. Um, it's coming out. A bit more info coming out. It may not be a simple ACL as well. Um, maybe down the line of Joe Burrow. So um, that might be the full 12 months and pretty disappointing on the mm. brink of the season. Um, and another one for Timos, Irv Smith Jr. had some meniscus and they went down the surgery path. So it's four to five months from now, um, which is pretty sad for him. I think he would have been a big part of that offense uh, this year. So um, moving on to Brandon Ayuk, uh, not nothing serious here, just a hammy, but it's always concerning these hammies um, through the preseason because they tend to linger around if not um, treated properly. Another big one, Travis Etienne knee out for the season um mm. that's well is it bad is it good we, we should mm. pose that question to matt um because this is possibly the best case scenario for matt not that you ever want to have a young rookie running back coming off an injury but for the layout for his team um it may have been a blessing in disguise as james robinson can thrive now with the lead position and and this this is really just a segue here for um, Thais, because he is kissed on the dick. Three running back injuries here, and he's had uh, had the handcuff. Who who were they? So, so Dobbins had, goes to Gus Edwards. Yeah, Akers he had Henderson, Henderson with Acres going down. Was the yep, other one? And, yeah, Gus the bus, and now uh, just Robinson having a clearer picture, I think, than he had with a little bit of uh, not knowing who to start in that Jacksonville back Jacksonfield yeah. backfield. <laughs> just combining two. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so this might be, uh, I know this is an injury segment, but it's also the subtle reminder that Thais isn't the unluckiest man in the world that he says he is every day. So are we saying we're moving on from the year of the scoot and we're moving to the year of the Thais? Is that what we're doing? The year of the Thay-Thay? Could be. uh, No, we're never moving on from scoot. Don't be silly. Um, (laughs) And then a couple of Colts here. T.Y. Hilton with a disc in his neck. I haven't seen... um, this injury in a while, but I thought there was a spelling was, mistake on our notes there. I was like, how do you have a dick in your neck? <laughs> That's a serious injury. It's Pappas. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, gone on, he's gone on IR and we'll see how long. I think that might be half the year um, for poor old TY there. And then Wentz, who was looking pretty grim there for a while, but it's looking like he's going to suit up for week one with that um, foot. So there, there are mostly the key injuries, but um, I want to get your thoughts on the COVID here. We obviously went through a roller coaster last year. It looks a bit calmer this year over in the States, but 
the ramifications for unvaccinated players versus vaccinated players, they're still going to linger for us all year. So I was just having a good read through it the other day. Um, unvaccinated players, if they are a close contact, they have to isolate for five days with their negative tests every day. Um, then they can return. So they have brought that down from the 10 days, I think it was last year, where it was always going to impact the next game. Whereas this year, if you got a early case in the week, um, you might be able to come back for that week's game. But um, just versus the vaccinated players, they don't even have to take any time away. So I think the NFL is at 93% um, for the starting, or now that they've cut the rosters down to 53. So 93% of those 53-man rosters are vaccinated. So let's hope that it's not um, not going to affect our teams too much. But what are your thoughts on that, boys? It's I just find it quite interesting that um, these unvaccinated players, they could be a real burden for um, teams and, and selection. Well, I reckon we saw it probably in the latest roster cuts, and that seemed to be a pretty clear message, I reckon, from every team that that – the consideration of were they vaccinated or not, I think if they were on the fringe, that definitely weighed in heavily to their decision-making. So I reckon probably now that we're down to 53-man uh, rosters across the league, I think that there's probably less that will impact us because we kind of know if they're on a roster or not. Um, but, yeah, it definitely just adds, like, players like Cam Newton, you don't know if teams are going to pick him up and take a flyer on him, if he's going to be so out there and and defending his actions of not getting vaccinated. But there are still a few of them sprinkled around. What's, Cole Beasley jumps to mind. He's still on a roster. and Well, yeah. Yeah, I think it's um, – I probably, before chatting to you about it, Hod, I wasn't as aware of the ramifications, as you say, um, of vaccinated v unvaccinated. And I think it's – I think you make a good point, Ben, but it's also interesting that a few of the – obviously the high-profile positions in the league, so quarterback comes to mind. We talked about Carson Wentz being ready to go, but he's one, certainly. And you think of Kirk Cousins as well. Um, that's huge ramifications if they have to miss time in terms of their whole team's out, outlook mm. for the year if their quarterback's out yep. for a couple Tan- of weeks. Tannehill's another one. Yeah, it's massive. Currently so, out. Yeah. yeah, I think it's 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 a pretty good crystal balling, Hod. Um, we know you're pretty good at that. But I think it's it <laughs> might become a bigger issue even from a fantasy point of view Um a bit more than probably what we anticipated at the start of the year. Yeah, it's interesting to know if it's going to be more or less annoying or unknown than last year was um, because it's a more dangerous strain, but everything's a bit more opened up and now there's vaccinations and anyway, who knows? Jeez, it, um, it, takes, it takes drafting players to a new level in fantasy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm only drafting vaccinated players. Yeah, ridiculous. Anyway. Eh? Well, let's move on to a segment that I've... Uh, Actually got a drop for, and that is... Oh, have you gone early? Moving you on. Have gone I early. have gone early, got some actually. trades. Jesus. All, you are He's rusty. Yeah. I'm fucked. You're all over the shop today, <laughs> mate. Put me, have a coffee. Put me on the taxi squad, boys. I'm fucked. <laughs> Jesus. I, I we're going to talk yeah, about... We're, we're going to talk about a few <laughs> league trades first before we get to the grapevine segment where Ben can redo his little intro music. Um, or maybe he can do his trade music for the Grapevine segment. Who knows? But um, just a few that have gone down, probably a few of the more significant ones over the last couple of weeks. Um, I've been involved in a few. Yeah. So the first one, go on. I was just going to say there's a there's common no, denominator no here. No surprise you're reading them because you did half of them, if not all of them. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'm looking forward to your uh, your, 
your thoughts. Um, so the first one was uh, me trading Marquez Callaway, the Saints potential number one receiver for a little while this year, the uh, to man. Manny for a 2023 20, second. Um, so I suppose my thoughts, I actually think he's going to have a pretty good year. Um, and I don't know, I was happy just to take take the profit of a 2023 20, second. Um, it's always tricky knowing when to hold and when to sell, but um, yeah, I just thought it kind of made sense for both parties for that one. So I was happy to move on. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think it's just a case of you selling at an absolute peak. Um, and then if he's good this year, well, that's great for Manny. It's a, I think it's a good trade. Also yeah. good for Manny in the sense that he's got the unknown of Michael Thomas at the moment. So well, it's a nice yeah. little insurance play there. And that was a little bit of the appeal, I think. Um, and speaking speaking to Manny, what, when we went through this trade, he was he um, he openly said, "This is the kind of um, these are the kind of players that he's willing just to move draft picks for. Like he's happy to move picks for second rounders, third rounders for depth pieces, which mm. is which makes a lot of sense. Um, obviously, obviously the first round is a bit more valuable, but um, yeah, it's it's. I think people are going to realize that." The, the depth you need in, in Dynasty is pretty important. Um, so this is this is a depth piece for him and happy to move on from a second. Um, me and Camo got involved in one. I've, I've grabbed James White um, in a late pick. I had a second, sorry, in 2024 um, for a second in 2023 and a couple of thirds this year. Um, so basically um, two thirds for James White if you, if you break yeah. it all down really. I've pushed my second back to 2024. Um, so for me, I'm just, I just think he's probably the, the, the pass catcher in the new England offense. I, again, it's for me, that's a, that's a depth play. I, I feel comfortable playing him if I need to in the flex any given week. And was, um, I can't remember when this went down, but was that based on the Mac Jones decision, Keeney, or you just saw value in James White either way? It was before the decision, but I was, um, and it was before they cut Michelle, but it was um, it was probably traded, mate. more traded. Don't don't put slander on. Oh, my sorry, players. traded. Yeah, po- apologies, traded. <laughs> Moved on from Michelle. Um, but the Mac Jones one, I, I thought he'd eventually get in there at some point. So, yep. um, I think it helps with Mac Jones being under center. Um, and then the other New England running back I had, Damien Harris. Um, I moved to Steph. Um, so Damien Harris and two third rounders for a 2023 first to Steph. Um. Again, that was probably me identifying that that Steph needed um, some help with his running backs. He's obviously lost Xavier Jones, Anthony McFarlane's on IR, I believe, as well, and Cam Akers is out for the year. So he really only has Swift and CH at the minute in his running back room. So that was much-needed depth for and, and a genuine starter. I think he's going to have a good year for, for Steph. I was um was surprised to see that one because I know you're very high on Damian Harris. So I must have been hard to let him go. But are you saying, Keeney, that when you identify, uh, when you're thinking of trading with someone, you're actually identifying needs for another roster? Is that how you work? <laughs> yeah, typically I try to look at the other the other party involved rather than just <laughs> focusing on what I want. Well, so, we won't um... ruin we won't ruin what's ahead. But ca- carry on. <laughs> that yeah, is good. that's a bizarre. Let's... Let's get away from um, what I've been doing. Let's let's talk about Tim Oss and and Jim here. So they also had a really vanilla, like as vanilla as they come. This trade, where we Wayne Gorman and uh, Chris Sims. Is it Chris Sims? Uh, Stephen. Who cares? Stephen Sims. 
Wayne Gorman and Stephen Sims for KJ Hamler. Um, in in true and uh, Tim Oz got KJ Hamler on that side of it. And in true Jimmer form, Gorman gets cut two days later. <laughs> like you, you just he can't did, script it. But he did, he did, he did get just get picked by up Atlanta. by Atlanta. So which is so actually, that's actually that's actually worked out all right. Yeah, he, it's actually worked out to be a better um, position than being in that sort of mix of 49ers running backs, isn't it? Yeah, so he's um, maybe some crystal balling for Jim himself there, but he's he's probably ended up as the, the number two back behind Mike Davis in Atlanta now, so it's probably not a bad spot. If if Davis does go down, he, he think he could jump into that number one role. Um, and Jim and Hyde, I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Hyde, I really like this trade for both parties, um, even though Camo didn't from all reports. But um, Hyde, you've traded two running backs, Kenyon Drake and, and Ronald Jones, out for some... QB depth, your boy, the unvaccinated one, Carson Wentz. <laughs> yes. Now, now you did say that the trade between Tim and Jim was a little lackluster, but the, it was the starter, if you like, for this trade. Because um, I did approach Jim after he acquired the very talented Gorman. I said, mate, if you want some low-hanging fruit, not the really low-hanging fruit, come to me. <laughs> Um, so thing, and then things escalated, um, up to Drake and Rojo, um, for Wentz, but yeah, I, I I agree. It's, I, I think Jim did a lot of this to be honest. And, um, he presented me with this and it, it did work for both teams. Uh, Quarterback was a need for me. Running back was a need for him. Um, yeah. And I sleep a bit easier at night having three quarterbacks now. So I know, um, I know Camo doesn't, but. Uh, that's that's a whole other issue. Camo doesn't yeah. sleep well Absolutely. at night because he's constantly thinking of what trades he can put out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, it's interesting, isn't it, to, um, you know, when you pick up a, a young rookie QB in that rookie draft, now you've kind of got license to, to see what you can get for, for a Wentz and stuff like that. So just the way your, your team can move around based on the importance of QB in those rookie drafts in particular, I think, um, mm. on display for this one. But again, I, I liked it for both teams. I, Thought it was pretty fair. It made sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we'll move into our next segment. I wonder if the listeners out there can guess what the hell this could be. But only time will tell. And that is right. Heard it through the grapevine uh, or jump in the guns early, whatever you want to call this segment here. Sponsored by Casio Calculators. Hod, kick us off with uh, your grapevine today. <laughs> Well, it's good to have the old segment back. I've missed that song, and that's that's why Ben's played that's it fourteen played times twice, already because yeah. we we just <laughs> miss the song so much. But trades trades are what this league is all about. Let's be honest; they're fantastic. But but what is also fantastic are some of the trades that fall through that we don't always see. So, um, little little birdie told me this one uh, came through, and it might have to do with someone on this podcast, but. Tim has offered to Keeney this blockbuster. He's, Tim Oss has gone. Yep, this makes sense. KJ Hamler, Will Fuller, and a 2024 second for Scary Terry. Now, calculators are a much maligned uh, device in the Tim Oss household. But if you did punch this one in, Scary Terry is worth three times at least. Um as uh, more than this package that Timos has assembled. So basically the memo is here. If you put up shit like this, sorry, 
not sorry to every league member, but you will get some valuable airtime on this podcast if this sort of behavior continues. But ironically, I've actually had a very nice dealing with Timos and uh, trading with him. But I will pose the question to you two. Are there ever two parties in Timos's trades? Well, I think Well, I think that's the clearly, clearly when he made this trade offer, juicy offer that it was, um, he clearly didn't look at the rest of my roster because I'm not sure adding KJ Hamler and Will Fuller is what I need right now. Um, <laughs> or a 20, 24 second. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's just a, probably just a message to the league is feel free to have a look at who, who you're trading with and what they might need <laughs> if you want to get something done. Well, I'll just, I'll just jump in there. At least you got an offer. Ben, what, what, what happened with you? Oh, oh, oh. oh this is a sore point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I got an just offer. Take us through it. I got an offer, but uh, I've learnt my lesson that I will only be fielding official offers from Timos in the future if they're through the sleeper app, because I've found now that um, <laughs> he offers trades, and not even discussions of trades, offers trades on uh, on Facebook Messenger, and then you know you might it think about them, analyze them and, and agree to them. And then all of a sudden the trade that he's offered doesn't suit his team anymore, which I find <laughs> baffling that you'd offer it in the first place. But anyway. Uh, um, so just, just a summary. So you, Timos offered you a trade. You went away, had a look at it. Yep. And thought, yep, I'm happy to do the deal. Yep. And told Tim, yep, shake hands, done deal. Yep. And then the person who offered the trade said, no, nah, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, I think the, the words were... That trade doesn't suit my team, <laughs> which, you know, wow. fair enough, but don't offer a trade in the first place. I reckon it doesn't suit your team. But anyway, Not we live business. and we love, learn. Um, we'll leave it there from the grapevine <laughs> today. And we've got to take a break to have a quick word from our sponsor. From the abacus to fingers and toes to the supercomputer man has always searched for a better way to count. And what an age we live in with technology solutions that fit into your pocket and make it easier than ever to crunch the numbers. But what happens when you realise loved ones are doing the maths with broken calculators? Does society break down? At Timos's Precision Calculators, we develop the most finely tuned calculator instruments there are, so that you can ensure everyone else sees the reality in the same way that you do. Buy one now for Father's Day and give your dad the gift of never sending an absurd trade offer again. Brilliant. Very, very good. <laughs> before we um, boys, before we move on to a few of the forms that we sent out this week um, and get a, a few thoughts from the league members, just want to reveal a little bit of league news. We're going to... Um, we're going to run a tipping eliminator pool this year. So um, to, just to I'll obviously discuss a little bit more in the in the group league chat there, but basically um, each week we'll send out a form. You, you get to tip um, one team in the in the league that you think is going to win that particular matchup uh, each week. Um, and if you get that correct, you move on to the to the next week. If you get it wrong, you're obviously out of the of the competition. Um, but more, most importantly, you can only select one team. Uh, that team once. So once you choose one team, they're out. So for example, if I choose uh, Ben in week one v Tim, I can't choose Ben again. 
for the rest of the year. And then it's um, obviously last man standing. So that'll be an extra little $100 in the kitty for the winner for that one. So just something to keep the league uh, interested week in, week out. But um, I'll send some more information before we hit week one. I can't imagine uh, any of this league would be willing to do the punt every week. I know there's a few out there who love the ponies, Keeney. Absolutely. So that'll be a little nice little uh, enticer on top good. just to get a bit more rivalry going on. And obviously you can't tip, you can't pick the DFF every week. So that's why you just got to make sure you work <laughs> out when you're going to pick him. Strategy. I think that's the that's the main strategy is what week can I pick the DFF or do I just <laughs> wait till the end and try and hang on? It Ooh. is, yeah. A bit of forecasting there and also uh, a nice little bit of cash bonus on the side there to go along with it, which will be very nice. Um, hopefully we don't end up with like a 12-way tie and then we might have to rethink how <laughs> we do it, but we'll see how we go. But no chance. Let's move on to... You know, a form that everyone filled out and, and got some very, very nice... Jeez, uh, I'm on fire accidentally oh, fucking hitting the wrong God, buttons mate. now. I lent on the wrong button then. That's how well <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> fucking hell. Anyway, we'll move on to the 2021 Hot Takes, brought to you by Subway's Buffalo Chicken Sub. Nice and spicy. Subway, eat fresh. All right. Well, um, let's start off with... You know, we started that that poll off with some of the hot takes from the league, and here's some of the highlights that we uh, wanted to run through here. So, you know, we thought we'd take that first question where it was a bit open, just whatever anyone was thinking. And the first hot take was Papa to lose to the DFF this season. That was our first one. Um, are we going to reveal who put these hot takes in or just let the listeners maybe guess? What do you reckon? Uh, air them out. Air them out? Air them out. Well, why don't I throw it to you boys? Or are you looking at the notes right now? You just, you can see who wrote them. Nah, we'll guess them. We'll All get right. everyone right. Good. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> who do you reckon wrote that one? Papa. Who, who's Papa's fiercest rival at the, in the league at the moment? Well, he has a few. He has got a few. <laughs> go hot. It's got to be the top of the top. It's got to be Jake. Jake the Snake. Absolutely. The next one. The sneaky, sneaky um, answer there could have been the DFF. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the DFF would ever look at himself in that light, but um, this is the next one. Keeping in the theme of the hot takes, DFF to win a game. That was Papa's hot take there. That's a hot take. Um, Very bold. Oh, there's another theme here. Papa features in this one. Papa won't make the playoffs. Okay, have a guess who wow. who put that one in. Uh, well, so it's not Jake? Jake hasn't entered it twice? No, Jake hasn't entered twice, no. This is a different person. No, Papa's got too many rivals. He yeah, does. Don't rate him. A, we'll get to that in the um, probably in the power rankings. How varied that is, but this one came. From, oh no! From Saw point. Scoot. Um, oh yeah. You wouldn't believe it, but in in and we've got a stats man in here who uh, is very big on his understanding of probability here. But if we had a question where you can type whatever you want into it, Keeney. So it's not even multiple choice. It's not even like we've narrowed down the possible. And to have word for word. The same answer in a hot take. So we, we had that in this uh, a, poll here. It's actually amazing. Like no double spaces, no capital letters out of place. No. Like word, word for, for word, word, letter for letter. It, if there's two minds that come together better than anyone, it has to be 
scooter and the DFF, the tiny genius minds, was it then? <laughs> it wasn't the tiny genius minds this week. This was actually uh, Papa and Maybe Timos so. thinking on the same level. And Timos has also gone with the hot take of DFF to win a game. Um, word for word. Word for word as his hot take. Camo's come flying in and uh, listen up here. Maybe Jakey Boy with Najee yep. Harris to be the RB1 overall this season. Wow. Camo's hot take. So maybe you might be able to get a bit of value if you want to flip him. Slide into the DMs. Oh, I'm flat. I traded him to Jake now. <laughs> I would have slid straight into those Camo <laughs> You really DMs. would have. And then... Uh, Jim City Stallions to play in the EDL Super Bowl. Who do you reckon's come up with that hot take, boys? Have a guess. <laughs> there can only be one, surely. Himself. It was himself. Jim has <laughs> gone the crow the of the Stallions. Nay. Uh, all right. Keep uh, <laughs> keep them rolling, Hod. What are the next few hot takes? All right. Oh, we got a, a double answer here. So we've gone an NFL hot take is Houston won't win a game. Um and fantasy, Josh Allen will finish outside the top five QBs. Now, who has been Josh Allen's biggest hater over this offseason, Ben? Well, you and I have uh, have been pretty kind speaking about him, and most other people in the league have as well. One person on this pod has uh, constantly spoken about him just falling off a cliff, and that would be Keeney. Am I right? <laughs> like to fall off a cliff. I didn't say that. Yeah, you kind speaking of... Speaking of... <laughs> Is, are you telling us something, Keeney, that we don't know about maybe Josh Allen slid into Krista's DMs? Is that why you hate him? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What, what's, what's going on here? There's just so much hate for such a star of the league. No, not at all. Just my thoughts. I clearly misread the, the question too. <laughs> if I had my time again, I would have probably <laughs> narrowed it down to a league I'm not- thought. I'm not sure that's bold enough, by the way. Bold's got to be out there. Yeah, like he top, won't be a QB1. Top 10. Or, top 10 yeah, absolutely. Yeah, top, like top five. Mm. We'll just um, we'll just raise him there. Check raise for Keeney. Yeah. So, Houston won't win it, again. Is that bold? Nah. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, meh, meh. It's been done before, but only once, I think. Yeah. Um, common theme here, the DFF. Strikes again. That's the bold statement. Oh, well, Can anyone guess no. well, <laughs> who fucking, uses that lingo? For a, for a person that speaks that way and doesn't necessarily answer anything, that has to be the DFF, doesn't it? it could, What's he actually it said be, there? It could be Matt, but he hasn't done it. So no, well, yeah. Now Matt's working, everyone. Oh, so um, we'll carry on. Um, the DFF, again. The DFF will get his second EDL scalp when he knocks off Prestige Worldwide oh. in the... Suck each other off bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent. That is gold. Keeney? I wish think, it was uh, I wish it was me, mate. It sounds yes. like something Scoot would say, but haven't we done Scoot? I reckon I can guess who wrote this one. <laughs> oh Ben. Oh. Delicious. Uh, um very, very witty. Uh second last one here. At least one GM to be sacked from their franchise this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a Manny statement for that sure. That's very, very, very Manny like. And last one, this is a big bold statement, and one of the league members Please. is going to get very excited by this. Well, sorry, Kenny. I was going to say we haven't heard from you yet, have we, Hot? No, you haven't. Um, or, or Matt. Great segue. Thank you. I'm not sure we will hear from Matt, um, but Sam Darnold to finish as a top ten QB on the season. That is mm. that is large. spicy. That, that is meets spicy. the criteria. <laughs> of bold. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, I think there's a path there, boys. Absolutely. He's got yeah. Christian McCaffrey, uh, a plethora of receivers there, um, yeah. and a pretty handy offensive coordinator. So, Chubb. <laughs> there's it's a big Chubb in chub. the DDF land. There's that's a chub for sure. Chubb a hubbard. But, but in the games that McCaffrey played last year, Teddy Bridgewater was a QB one in three of those four games. So I, I just think, you know, Sam Darnold's also younger than a couple of the quarterbacks who were just taken in this year's draft. So I just think it's it's not all over, not all doom and gloom for Sam Darnold. I know some other league members, maybe one on here is pretty harsh about him, but um, there's an actual path there, I think. It's a, it's a nice one. Mm. Like it. Let's, Breaking... Um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's go to a few of the other topics that we went through. So I'll pair a couple up together. So firstly, the EDL winner, um, unanimous conclusion here from the from the <laughs> league, um, Park City Lions with seven EDL winner votes. Surprisingly, the straight cash homies, Timos, just the one response, which I, I thought yeah, that's... thought it might be a little bit little bit more even than that. Um, and then special mentions to another couple of teams that got a got a vote in this one: uh, Scooter, Manny, and Jake. So, according to the league, it's down to five who can win it. Um, with that, though, it's quite interesting if we actually look at who people voted for for the fantasy points title. It's much more of an even split. So, Timos got six votes, and Ben got four. So, I think that's probably more uh, in line. But yeah, always mm. interesting to see people people uh how they vote um fantasy mvp wise it was really probably two main guys and then it was pretty open so cmc got the most votes followed by uh patrick mahomes and then single votes to lamar dak prescott alan robinson justin herbert was that come on where are we and alvin kamara so it's definitely your fantasy mvp oh and derrick henry sorry definitely your fantasy outlier in that list, isn't it? I enjoyed. I did enjoy Hod that um, someone voted for Derek Henry as the fantasy MVP this year, um, and then, of course, traded him <laughs> to Ben. So, Jimmer, <laughs> Jimmer strikes again. Are you saying in that order? Did they do it in that order? Did they vote for him as the MVP and then trade him? No, nah, traded him and then voted. For oh, him. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It's just, really good point. It's it's just a it's pain is part of the process, and that's Jim grieving, I think. Maybe yeah, it's a good it's a good call. Um, and then then some uh, interesting topics on the on the rookie QBs. So we we had a look who I found personally found this really hard. So the five main guys that mm. went out obviously early this year. Um, so who would be the best out of them, and who would be a bust? Um, you know, historically we're going to have to pick one of them that there might be a bust. Maybe this this group's a, an outlier, but history will tell you that at least one will bust. Um, so for the best, we had Justin Fields on top with with four votes, followed by pretty even spread of Lawrence Wilson and Lance all tied. Mac Jones with one vote. Um, so so pretty even, but Fields on top. And then ironically, the the biggest bust in the rookie QBs is Fields and Lance. So again, pretty polarizing kind of player. Justin Fields obviously slipped a little bit in the draft. Um, I think he's got that ceiling and that floor. So that probably makes sense to me. Um, and Jones with one vote in the bus. So, again, that for me 
also speaks to, I think he's probably the safest out of the five. Odd. Uh, bust is a funny word. I'm, I'm just interested to see how you boys looked at that. Are you? Do you think a bust for a rookie is not getting on the park? Because the you know that's the issue with those two is they probably won't start, but they will come in. Um, or do you look at it as a really poor year when they're on the field? I uh, yeah, I I viewed the question as more of like a, a future forecast. It's not not so mm. not so much this year. Maybe I've I've read that wrong, but not so much this year, but more like how their future is going to pan out. Yeah, I was very much the same. Like, and I suppose if you were looking at someone like Darnold, who is still obviously having his second chance now, in terms of the Jets drafting him, he was a bust, obviously. So I kind of had that in my mind of, are they going to give returns of where they drafted him and what they obviously hope? I found it interesting. uh, One vote for Jones. Who'd you vote for, Hod, in your best rookie QB? Well, I'm uh, I'm a member of the Empire Modesty League, so I, I'm gonna so I'm gonna throw it forward and say I voted for Mac Jones. Well, you got a problem with that? No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, the to get rid of CMC for Mac Jones, you'd want to believe in him, so that that actually oh, yeah. makes sense. And then I uh, I found it interesting. The one person who voted on Jones to be a bust is your arch nemesis Camo. Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. And I just that's, I have again, to wonder how much Camo genuinely believes he's a bust, or how much he's just trying to get under your skin. <laughs> Uh, mate, he's praying that he's going to be a bust. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, Tayo doesn't think he's going to be a bust. Is that that's Jake? He uh, did contact me during the week when he got the starting gig and just said, "Yeah, the the dagger just drove in a little bit more from the snipe on the draft day." So, now nah, pretty excited about Mac Jones. Um, as you can see, he's a specimen. Did you see the the photo rolling the, around? The photo of Cam <laughs> Newton just uh, yep. looking as ripped Flexing. as ever, and then old. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he just got the dad bod at 24 years old or whatever he is. It's, it's ridiculous. It's more than a dad bod. Jesus. Is there is there anything better, though, than a dad bod strutting around like he owns a place as a rookie? <laughs> I love it. Pretty funny. All right. Well, right, we'll, uh, we'll get back to this soon. But before we do, we'll take another quick word from our sponsors. This economy, hey? Times are tough. We get that. COVID lockdowns have ravaged small businesses and rising house prices have stretched that Australian dream further from reach than ever before. The days of $2 pots are long gone, and good luck getting a deposit match on your new betting account in this day and age. Being financially smart is no longer just an advantage, it's a necessity. So ask yourself, why am I paying my fantasy entry league fees every year with no chance of ever winning any prize money? You no doubt own a mirror, so it's time to spend some time in front of it. Only two wins for the year? Never beaten the DFF? More future draft picks than actual starting players? It's time to acknowledge that you're kidding yourself. The only thing you're achieving is the further disdain of your friends and family and a step closer into spiralling depression. So take a moment to reassess your life choices before signing up this year. Dynasty responsibly. <laughs> oh, these are great. I'm glad we've brought them back. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, a good read when they get sent through to us. Uh, but we'll move on to our next segment. I'm not going to fuck this one up, hopefully. So hopefully I've got the sample right. ready to go. We'll move into the next one. That's the power of love. 
Yes, a bit of Huey to get us in the mood. Um, mm. Definitely. And he's the news. He's got the news at the power rankings. And this time around, you know, our power rankings, we've gone back to the old format that we had where uh, we actually sent it out to the league. We got their thoughts. And here is the breakdown of everyone in the league's thoughts. So you can't turn around and blame this on us just having our own opinions and bias. This is on the back of everyone. And let's start off with the bottom uh, thirdrant, as we call it, here at number 12. No surprise, I reckon, from uh, many people listening. The DFF is just going to take on that mantle here. And we did a bit of a look at the variance between um, where people voted them. And I'd say that the DFF got some of the least variance in the voting there. So a lot of 12s. I think the one different, in fact, there were all 12s. There was one 10 and there was a nine in there. Um, So someone's got him ranked pretty high, which is interesting at that nine spot. We'll move on to number 11 in the Jim City Stallions. Um, a bit going on for his list there, and he's obviously hoping that a few of these players that he's brought in in the off-season are going to turn things around and get him out of this third round. Number 10, we've got OJ's legal team, um, which is pretty similar from memory to what we had a few weeks back when we did sort of the off-season power rankings, which was a bit of a surprise, obviously, uh, winning the league and then falling to the bottom of the power rankings. And then number 9, I reckon this is pretty stiff here, guys. Pappas Punishers finishing in at number nine there. And I do say it's stiff mainly because, um, you know, we speak of that variance. And both Papa and Jake had a lot of variance in people's voting for them. I think if I just quickly go through, they had the third and fourth um, highest variance in the whole league here. OJ's legal team as high as five, as low as 11. And Papa's Punishers as high as three and as low as 11 as well. So... Crazy Wowee. variance going on there. Who um who could have put him at three? That's um. Oh, it's not important who out. voted him at number three, but we don't <laughs> yeah. want to go well, through individual. But votes. also, no, we don't. But also, um, you know, we copped a bit of copped a bit of stick a few a few weeks ago for having Papa and Jake in the in the bottom third of our um, power rankings, and you know here they pop up again. So is this? Maybe the league agreeing with what we've said. I mean, you look at Papa, seven of the 11 league members put Papa ninth or worse. So that's, for me, that's consensus, Ben. So oh, no, no, that's, I think it's rough. I, I reckon that there's a, there's a bit of bias that goes into some people's voting there. And um, you're ignoring the fact that someone's put him as a three and he's had a six and a five and other positions sprinkled in. I think, as we mentioned earlier, he's, he makes a few enemies, old Papa, on the chat, and I think that some of that seeps through in the voting for his team. So that's what I like to believe. I actually think his list isn't as bad as what people are making out. I think you nailed it, Keeney, that we're talking about variance a lot in each of these thirdrants, but what doesn't have any variance is our power rankings four weeks ago to what they are again today. Correct. So, um, Keeney. Middle yep. thirdrant. The middle thirdrant. Well, we've got at number eight, we've got the, the real humdingers, Hod. Number seven, uh, number seven, the sensible haircuts. Now, he was a very high-variance team. A lot of people couldn't work out where to put Manny, but he falls in the end at number seven. The San Diego Demons come in at number six, um, and the Grouse in at number five, rounding out the middle third. Now, as I said, Manny had the second-highest variance in the league, so um, he had some votes as high as third, um, and interesting, as low as second last, 11th. Um, So... Yeah, some interesting results. Mm. Well, 
in these lockdowns, there is some wild and wacky do's. So you just wait for the sensible haircuts business to boom when we get out and about again. I'm sure he's going to pop into the top thirdrant sooner or later. Yeah, absolutely. Some very hippie-ish hairstyles going around in these uh, no haircut lockdowns. So he'll be looking to get the nice straight and sides, straight back and sides going once we get out of this. All right, the top, the top of the cream of the crop. Uh, we'll kick it off here. In fourth, it's the Bayside Executioners. Um, he'll be happy with that, I think. I, I think there's a um, this middle cluster. I think like there's a there's a top three, I think, and then it's wide open. Um, so we'll go Prestige Worldwide in number three, and then the Straight Cash Homies number two, and then. The pod host himself, the Park City Lions, unanimous number one spot. So, Prestige Worldwide with the highest variance in this uh, in the league voting, um, being voted as high as second place um, by a couple of members of the league, and one member having him set to finish dead last. Now that's variance, boys. Second mm. to twelfth. Can you uh, can you elaborate on that anymore? Yeah, I mean, well, go, Kenny. No, I was just going to say that basically everyone had him in the top five and there's one person that has him last. That's 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 <laughs> worthy of pointing out on the podcast, I think. Yeah, I think it's time. And this person uh, we've already alluded to has, has made a few enemies and I wonder if this is just another one that he's trying to add to the list. Uh, Papa has gone just the big statement there of putting <laughs> Thais oh. as the 12th finish. So not sure. Um, maybe we'll have to get Papa back on the pod and just give his thoughts behind... You know, how much was that fueled by his hatred or disdain for Thais and his team or whether he's just really trying to make a point of how uh, shoddy he thinks his roster is? It's very camo-like, this sort of thing. Um, petty, petty. It's it's a lot of emotional uh, motivation here rather than logical thoughts, I would have thought. Yeah, there's a bit of that to it, isn't there? And finally, to finish with the right sound drop here on the outro, we we got <laughs> we there. got there, guys. Took us an hour, and we finally uh, found our rhythm. So, Jesus, look out for our next pod. We're going to be firing on all cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but the rumors rumors are circling that we'll have one more pot out for for the league before the the year kicks off. Ooh, yeah. So well, we can absolutely confirm those rumors. There will be another pod out midweek. In the lead up to the season opener, which will be on the Friday. So look out for that one. And in the lead up to next week's show, we're going to be getting through some week one previews in the league. Uh, And keep your eyes peeled for another poll that will be sent your way to get everyone's thoughts on who you think is going to win each of our round one matchups. And we'll uh, do a bit of a breakdown of that week one there. Uh, So any final thoughts before we... Head off here, Keeney. No, absolutely. Looking forward to the to week one, obviously, rolling around. And uh, just another reminder, I'll throw out a uh, that tipping eliminator pool uh, matchup to, to vote on too. So have a quick think of that. Think about how you're going to work it. Think about the strategies behind it. Um, you could end up with another little hungy in the in the bank account. Lovely. Hold. That's a good segue because um, I thought you were going to run us through your little um, profit tally Keeney, the the second ad mentioned the entry fees. I, I really like this thing you've got set up, and I th- 
I think the league needs to hear about it. Yeah. How about that's a nice little teaser for the next pod? Ooh, Beautiful. Good Beautiful. tease. Stay tuned. Nah, but um, very exciting. Week one, four days away. Four days away? Five days away. Whenever yeah. it is, it's exciting. Mm. It's on. Let's go. Podcast over and out? Is that... Is that a thing now? Is that... What, are we doing that anymore? We normally do that. Cheeky devils. Don't you dare. Don't hockey pies. <laughs> well, strong finish for uh, how well the pod went. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha